We are talking with Christina Shutt, named as the new executive director of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. First of all, let me say again, congratulations to you, and thanks for taking the time on this uh, very busy and I'm sure very uh, exciting day for you. Can you tell me uh, a bit about your background and what interested you in the job of running the Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum? Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me um, today, Jim. I am just absolutely, of course, thrilled by the opportunity and honored um, to be chosen. You know, for me, I think history is just so vital to understanding um, the present moment that we live in and really helping us to make informed choices about the future. And I can't think of um, any American that uh, encapsulates American history, that um, really has shaped our democracy in such a profound way than uh, our President Abraham Lincoln. It, it does seem a, a bit like the, uh, the the holy grail of opportunities for someone with a background in museums and in history such as yourself. Uh, of course, you're coming into an institution that hasn't had an executive director for a year and a half and also has had to deal with the effects of a, a pandemic that has left things really pretty stagnant. So uh, what are the challenges and what are the opportunities that poses? Well, um, you're absolutely right. I think the staff have done a fantastic job of um, really helping the museum to reopen, of providing safe measures to make people feel safe um, and know that areas and surfaces are clean and that it it is a safe place um, to visit with your family. And so we'll definitely um, continue doing that as the museum reopens. I think one of the biggest challenges that not only this museum, but really all museums across the country are going to face um, in this year and in the next probably two to three years is the impact of tourism, uh, the lack of kind of international and out-of-state visitors that are able to come and visit the, the institution. And so we're going to really begin to rethink alongside the community and the board as a staff about what that means. Um, how do we really send forward that local message and make sure that we're attracting people not just outside of our borders, but really within Illinois as well? Does that mean changes coming to the museum? Uh, and in many respects, it is still much the same as it was when it opened 15 years ago. Are you looking at making sweeping changes, minor tweaks? How do you approach that? Well, you know, I think any any talks of changes and any sense of change really has to come from the community. It has to come from um, the folks who visit us, from our visitors, from our supporters, from people who don't visit us. What are the things that they want to see in the museum? How do they want the museum to represent them? So ultimately, it really has to come from that. So I wouldn't be the type of person to, to come in and say, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z uh, on the board. I really kind of look to the community. Um, and thankfully, people have an opportunity to do that. The museum is conducting a number of uh, focus groups around diversity, equity, and inclusion this spring, as well as, uh, of course, people are always welcome to, to leave comments um, on the website at presidentlincoln.illinois.gov, um, where they can use the contact form to share their ideas with the museum uh, what are the things that you want to see in the museum? I'm very excited about the upcoming exhibit on Illinois music and uh, just the opportunities, not only for um, the exhibition, but really for the programming and talking about the diversity and variety of music and musicians that have come from Illinois. Uh, that will be uh, something to behold. I can't wait to uh, hear a lot more about that. Uh, we should note the historic nature of your appointment. You are the first person of color uh, to run the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, how do you think that will inform your approach to to the exhibits, the, the structure, the operations of the institution? 
Absolutely. So um, anytime I, any work that I do, anyone who's worked with me will tell you that um, when I come to work, I bring my whole person. So I bring my womanness to work. I bring my blackness to work. I bring uh, my degrees to work. I bring my whole self to work. And so um, that informs, right, um, everything that I do. It informs the way that I think about um, the work that I do. Uh, you know, I think in particular, one of the things that, again, uh, makes me so excited about uh, the direction that uh, the governor and the board really want the museum to head into is that, you know, I there are only 4%, less than really 4% of uh, museum directors across the country are African-American. And here, uh, Illinois will, will be one of those. Well, actually, two of those, because there's, there's another African-American woman in Illinois. So, Again, I, I think it poses a really interesting and great opportunity to think about um, who's at the table, who needs to be at the table, and how we can ensure that really the table is big enough for all of us. So there's plenty of room for all of our stories um, in this in this great museum. You said in your uh, uh, video introducing you today as the new director that museums are not neutral spaces. What, what do you mean by that in the context of this museum? Yeah, so museums decide um, the stories they do and don't tell um, just by what they put on display and what they don't put on display, the objects they collect and they don't collect. Um, one of the things that I, I had the opportunity to, to briefly chat with, uh, with a few members of the staff this week, and one of the things that we, we talked about was that, uh, for example, if you've been to the museum, you know that in the, the kitchens, the White House kitchens, you hear this great audio of um, the, the numerous African-Americans who worked in the kitchens at the White House, as well as really staffed the entire, the entire place and, and made sure the operation ran. But um, there aren't names to them. And so by giving them names, right, we can help uplift and validate their stories. We can encourage people, right, by, by learning about their names to research and learn more about them, um, to have more scholarship about that, them. And so that's just one small way in which we can elevate um, the stories of, in this case, of, of the African-Americans who work in the White House. Um, and so I guess that's what I mean, right? When we think about museums not being neutral places, right, by not saying their names by not acknowledging um, these people's presidents, what we're saying is that their names weren't, weren't, worth, weren't worthy enough to be put on the walls. And so by adding their names, we're saying, oh, no, their names deserve to be in a museum. Um, they deserve to have their stories remembered. And I, I think that of, of all Americans, right, it's not just Abraham Lincoln who deserves to have um, his, his story remembered and told, but it's, but it's all Americans. It's all, um, all of the people um, and the indigenous populations and others who have, who have really um, worked to ensure that, that we can be the people we are today. The Lincoln story encompasses so much and, and touches so many uh, factors of his time, but also of our time as well. Uh, it's a pretty daunting task to figure out what to include and what not to include. Are, are there guidelines or principles you apply to that? Well, everything I do, um, you know, having, having worked in museums, having come out of um, the American Library Association and, and worked um, with the historic communities, we always look for museum best practices, for the best practices of our professional um, organizations and affiliates. Um, 
and, you know, to help guide us um, in that work. And again, you know, nothing that um, we do at the museum um, under my tenure is a secret. Um, we want people to be engaged in those conversations. We want people to, to give us their ideas and opinions. Um, we want people to share and ultimately to partner. You know, don't just tell me what you want, but come alongside and, and help us make it happen as an institution. Uh, finally, uh, I, I saw an article you referred to yourself as an innovator. Uh, how do you see that playing out to make this museum uh, relevant and interesting for a an audience in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, I, I always um, am thinking of how can we um, how can we make the experience better for our visitors? So are there ways in which we can um, utilize technology, utilize other resources to make the experience better for our visitors um, to the museum and to our researchers to the library? Um, are there ways that we can uh, lead and be at the forefront of the work that needs to happen? I think um, the board really has already done a, a step in, in being at the forefront by, again, by appointing a, um, an African-American woman to be director. Um, well, as I mentioned, there, there are only 4% uh, of people who look like me who run museums across this country. And so they have already shown, um, the board has and the governor, that they are interested in innovation. They are interested in being at the forefront um, just, just by their appointment today. So um, I look forward to see ways in which we'll partner together to <laughs> to really um, lead um, Illinois, um, to lead Springfield, um, and let people know that this is a museum that is worth stopping to. It is not just something that you stop through because you happen to be driving through town, but it is something that you will, um, you will drive to, you will want to um, bring your family, to um, bring your cousins, to bring your mama, bring everybody um, to this place to do research, to experience the exhibits, and again, just to be part of the community and great programs that are already going on there, but that we're going we're gonna to elevate and, and make bigger. Christina Shunt, the incoming executive director of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, scheduled to start the position in June. We look forward to welcoming you to Springfield a, a little bit later on this year. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day.